Are you trying to figure out life, goals, God, and everything in between? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. My name's Michelle Nicole, and I'm the founder of God Distracted. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can minimize your distractions and get more God Distracted. Let's talk about the areas of business, life, love, God, and how they all intertwine to make us who we are. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure to tune in. Talk to you soon. Hi, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day. So happy, happy Mother's Day to all those amazing mothers, mothers to be, mothers that are not mothers by birth and children, but still mothers in the sense of the word. And all of you amazing women out there that celebrate this holiday. I have to say I was very lucky and blessed in the category of a mom. My mom is amazing. She has taught me everything as to who I am, resiliency. She's taught me how to have a strong character. She's taught me how to be compassionate. She's taught me how to be strong and everything in between. So shout out to my mom, Miss Brenda, to those of you that know her, because I wouldn't be half the woman I am without her. I wouldn't be who I am without her and all her sacrifices and love. And I just I'm thankful every day that God chose her to be the person that um, raised me. I just love it. I just love her so much. And those of you that know her also love her. So give her some love if you're listening to this. And I also have just been blessed just being surrounded by amazing women. My grandmother and grandfather together had 12 children and eight of them are women. So um, they've all reared us they've all taught us and they've all showed us who we need to be and so when we say Dorothea's dozens it's just referring to the dozens <laughs> that they had the children that they had but um I'm just amazed by my family by my friends I mean surrounded by amazing women and amazing mothers that I hope in the future as I start to become a stepmother or wherever God takes me that I am half half of the mothers that they are so thank you ladies for teaching me. Thank you for being who you are. But today I just wanted to talk about faith, right? So we are in Mother's Day and sometimes one of the things that people don't always understand or pay attention to is that Mother's Day isn't easy for everyone, especially those who have wanted children and couldn't have them or who may have lost children. Um, who aren't talking to their children. There's a lot of uh, situations and circumstances where Mother's Day can be quite hard. And so I wanted to talk about my journey and how I feel about Mother's Day. And this will get kind of personal, right? So I really wanted to get into the notion of faith and trust and love in God, even when things don't turn out how you may have imagined it to be, right? Even when you may have thought your life was going this way, but it didn't, but you still have to have that faith, trust, love, and confidence in who God is and who God created you to be. So let me give you my story. I would say when I was the age of 26 or 27, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. And for those of you that don't know what endometriosis is, endometriosis is when the lining of a woman's uterus that she usually sheds during her menstrual cycle doesn't shed and it adheres itself or fuses itself, for lack of a better term, to your reproductive organs and your organs surrounding 
where your reproductive organs are. So it can fuse itself to your bladder. It can fuse itself to your rectum. Just imagine you having some matter or some substance that's supposed to shed from you, not shedding and instead finding places within your body to stick itself on. That for, you know, lack of a better explanation, but just to kind of make it easy, is what endometriosis is. And I was diagnosed, I think I was 27, but my whole life, from the time I started my period, I knew something was wrong, right? So I knew that the pain I was feeling was not normal. Guys, I would have pain where I would shake, where I would vomit, where I would get faint, where I feel like I would pass out, where I couldn't walk, where I couldn't think. It would take over my whole body. And it was debilitating. Pain from endometriosis is so horrendous. So if you know someone that's going through it, please show some sort of sympathy to that woman because you have no idea what she has to push through to get through on a daily basis. Now, thankfully for me, my pain was only during my monthly cycle. And I say thankfully, even though it was horrible, there are some women that have to deal with this on a daily basis. And I don't know how they do it. Because me even thinking back to the pain that I had to endure gives me triggers and it gives me just anxiety of being like God. Like, so that's endometriosis. And I had four surgeries before I was ever truly treated in the way that I should have been treated. And so this is a lesson for everyone that I say when I tell this story to people. You have to be your own advocate when it comes to your health care, especially women. And I'm going to say it, especially black women, because we aren't treated the same. You can see medical study after medical study that talks about how black women are treated differently. There was actually a study and I don't remember who it was, but you can Google it. It is a real source. It's not just fake news that talked about how some doctors felt as black women should be able to handle more pain than anyone else. That's not my story because I've had doctors that were both black and white that treated me great and some that didn't treat me so great when I talked about my pain. I was told a lot of times that it was in my head. I remember one period of time where my pain every month was so bad that my mother would take me to the hospital emergency room every month. And I was treated as if I was just trying to go to get meds. And I didn't want meds. I wanted the pain to stop. I Just tell me what's going on with me. No one would tell me what happened. No one would tell me this is doctors that should know and have indications of what these symptoms are, but never diagnose me. So I finally had two doctors that diagnosed me. One, Dr. Turner. He's no longer here, but he was an amazing doctor. And Dr. Logan is another amazing doctor that many of you in the area where I live know. Um, I had to have a laparoscopic surgery, which is when they go in and they see exactly what's going on. Dr. Turner diagnosed me first. Dr. Logan had to redo that to see how much endometriosis I had because it was probably years between the two surgeries. And he diagnosed me and he actually taught me a lot about endometriosis. And I remember him drawing um, graphs and really getting into detail. And both those surgeries were called ablation surgeries. And what they do is they go in and they just basically laser off where the endometriosis is. And it works for a couple of years and then you revert back. And then sometimes you get another one or they put you on medicine. In my 20s, I was put on a medicine that put me into early menopause. So imagine being 20-something-year-old, 
having hot flashes and personal summers and cold sweats and talking to the ladies in their 60s and 50s about it. It was not fun. I'm not looking forward to menopause, y'all. Like, no, that was (laughs) not fun. But I was on that medicine. It lasted for three months and I gained probably 30 or 40 pounds and I just quit. Like, I don't like this. To this day, I don't like giving myself medicine that I can't control. Meaning I took the shot and it lasted for three months. I didn't go every three months. One shot was in three month increments. I will never do that to my body again because you don't know how it reacts. But at the same time, you're struggling with so much pain, so much pain. And so I'm not going to lie when a lot of times I would pray and say, God, what is going on? Why me? And one of the things endometriosis is it is one of the number one causes for infertility in women. And so once I learned that, I kind of just put it to rest like, okay, well, my God is bigger. If I'm going to have a child, I'm going to have a child. If not, I'll be the best auntie, best stepmom, best adopted mom. Whatever God has in store for me is what I'll just be the best at. And I put that to rest and just kept moving with my life. Now, let's fast forward to last year. I, um, my pain start coming back. I always had it, but it started coming back with a vengeance. Like it was battling me. And there would be times where I couldn't get through a day of work or I couldn't go to work or I had to leave early. I couldn't speak. I would be laying on heating pads and I had to buy lots of them because I would just go through them because they would burn out for as much as I had to use them. And so I finally told my doctor at the time, I can't do this anymore. Like you want to put me on birth control. Birth control doesn't work. I know my body. It doesn't work. And so she sent me to a doctor and uh, I walk into the center and it says endometriosis center, huge as day. So imagine my surprise and I know and find out that the whole time there's an endometriosis center right across the street from where I work. Anyway, I go in there, I meet this amazing doctor and I can't believe his name <laughs> is, is leaving my mind right now, but it'll come to me or I'll put it in the notes If anyone needs this, I will definitely make sure that you get his name. And I met him. I told him my story. And he said, listen, you're at this point where you're about to enter your 40s. What is it that you want to do? Do you want to try to have children? We can do something for that. Or do you want to move forward and go with a hysterectomy? And so I'm like, uh, doc, I don't know. I'm okay with not having children right now, right? I'm good with that, but a hysterectomy is a huge surgery, and I really want to make sure that I have all my facts aligned with this. Um, He gave me a lot of information. This doctor was so amazing. He's a surgeon. He was so amazing, and so um, I took some time. I did some research. A lot of people would tell me that a hysterectomy doesn't cure endometriosis because endometriosis doesn't have a cure, so they're right. One of the things the doctor did tell me is that one of the reasons that my endometriosis kept coming back was because ablations don't help. Like I said, my pain would leave for a couple of years and come back. But what they're supposed to do instead of lasering it off is really go in and cut it out. So wherever it is, they have to cut it out. And it's a very intense surgery. But that's what helps, not ablations. So all those years, I was just kind of putting a Band-Aid on a raw sore. And so this doctor, I met with him. A couple weeks later, I called him and said, you know what? I really want to go through with the hysterectomy. Um, And it was such a battle because you're trying to really understand how do I have a quality, quality of life 
versus the hope of bringing a life into the world, right? And I'll get kind of further into that after I talk about my surgery. So um, in October 2019, I went, had the hysterectomy. My surgery went great. The doctor was great. I will not lie and say that the recovery was hard, y'all. Like, like I said, I have no baby, so I don't know what it's like to recover from a C-section. So I had four scars across my stomach, and you're just literally in pain as your body is healing itself. But post-op, post-recovery, which took about eight weeks to feel like I can walk normally, it's just going to take a full year before you start to feel normal. And I, I can agree with that. Because even today, I'm still kind of like, you still feel like something's off. Like, I, you had organs removed from your body. So they're still taking time to heal and all of that. Um, but thank you, Lord, I haven't had any endometriosis pain. Nothing. Nothing at all. And I also found out that through that surgery, I had what is called andiomyosis, which is the cruel sister to endometriosis. Just think of them as Cinderella's evil stepsisters. That's who they are. And andiomyosis attacks the uterus. So where the lining of um, with endometriosis, the lining attacks your outside organs, andiomyosis attacks your uterine organs. So it goes within the tissue. So it basically straws itself and aligns itself throughout the tissue of your uterus, which is unbearable. So I was dealing with both pains. The good thing is that hysterectomies do cure andiomyosis because it's in your uterus. So once they take your uterus out, you don't have to worry about that pain. And I feel like the andio is what was causing more of my pain than the endometriosis, if you guys understand that. But um, I haven't had any pain. Thank you, Lord. Not one. But what I would like to talk about, and people don't really mention a lot, is the mental um, recovery that you have to go through with this. And Mother's Day kind of brings it up because this is my first Mother's Day post hysterectomy. And like I said before, once I was told about the infertility, I kind of had to put things to rest with that. But there's something different when you still can hold on to the hope of having a child, right? You can still hold on to the hope of that happening because you still have your uterus. You still have your reproductive organs. And I do have my ovaries, so I'm not in going to menopause. But um, thank you, Lord. But you're not having a uterus. is like you don't have a womb, so there's nothing for the baby to go into. So I don't think that I really understood the mental anguish that you go through when a choice is taken away from you and you don't get to choose it. So I no longer get to choose to say, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to have children. I'm just not going to have them because I had to choose health over that, right? Quality of life over being able to physically give life. And you have to kind of put that to rest. Like you have to kind of, what am I trying to say? You have to kind of have a moment where you are putting that to rest. Literally, having a burial, whatever you want to call it, where you're putting the thought to rest that this is going to be my life. And yes, I am blessed to be an amazing aunt and an amazing godmother and hopefully an amazing stepmother. But there are times where I sit and think and say, wow, God, so like, I'm not going to have a child that I get to physically birth that looks like me. Or one that I can look at and say, oh, they have my eyes. Or man, she acts just like me. Like, I'm not going to be able to experience that in life. 
And I did have to mourn that. And I am still currently mourning that without realizing the effect it's taking on me, right? Um, but it does happen. And I don't think people talk about that when you go through something like this. And this is what I mean when I'm saying you have to have faith and you have to press into God at times, even when things aren't going how you thought they were going to be. Because, you know, when we're younger, we think about being married and having children and having baby showers and seeing little babies. And for some reason lately, I'm having the urge just to smell a amazing little baby and be around them. And it's just crazy the things that we have to go through and the things that we don't realize that we're strong and that God gives us strength to go through until you have to go through it. So, yes, I am still going through that mourning stage. I'm still asking God, like, man, like, why did I have to go through that? Or why was my vessel the one chosen to have to go through that much pain just for it to end up still having a hysterectomy? You know, like most of the time women still go through that because they still want to have a child. So they push themselves through that to have a child. That wasn't my testimony. And maybe my testimony is to be able to talk about this and to help women that are going through this know that there is the other side of it, but still be real about it. Yes, you're still going to mourn that. And there are going to be times where you sit and think like, wow, God, okay, but I still love you. And I still have faith that wherever you're going to take me, you have greater and better for me. And we have to keep saying that, you know, because when you don't, the enemy will come and try to attack your mind. He will try to put a spirit of depression on you. And you know when depression comes, then rejection comes, then anger comes, then sadness. Because they don't come alone. They try to bring their whole gang and they ain't allowed up in here. So you got to go, right? You got to go. Because greater is he that is within me than he that is of the world. And you have to continue to say that. And I'm telling you this, that if you're going through this and you're struggling through mothers there, you're struggling through something where you are like God... I thought this is what you were going to give me or I thought my life was going this way and God showed you, no, it's this way and this is where I need you to be. Keep having faith in him. Keep having faith in him. Keep pushing into God because he will give you that peace and that rest and that freedom that you may not ever think you can see. He will give that to you. And I know that it can be hard, right? I know that it can be hard to be like, well, I thought this, especially when it comes to something such as childbearing because society puts its worth on women on whether they have kids or whether they are married. And I don't, and I mean kids that are married because they don't put worth on single mothers that are out there killing it and making sure their children are safe and taken care of. No, we put worth on the woman that's married and has a 2.5 kids. Y'all, I have three degrees, two of them are masters. And I don't know how many times people ask me more about my personal life than my knowledge and my success and my career and my blog and my walk with God. It's, oh, so when are you going to get married? Oh, so are you going to have kids? Oh, so what do you think about this? I remember being on a bus one time and this lady straight up told this girl who was talking about her college career and how excited she was to graduate. Well, don't wait too long to have kids. And she was literally talking about having a nanny like lady are you kidding me so sometimes we have to unlearn and undo what is in our brains that society has taught us or expectations have taught us or what we thought we were supposed to do to move forward into who God has created us to be and you heard me say that plenty of times but I just want to still reiterate the fact that having faith in God, even when things don't go your way, having faith in God, even when you don't get what you thought you were supposed to have, 
is so crucial because he never lets us down. He's always there for us, right? When you're crying, he's wiping your tears. When you are upset, he's listening to you vent, you know? So continue to have faith and continue to understand who God is. If you need to look up verses on faith, look up verses on faith in tough times. Look at verses on, you know, who God called you to be. You know, look that up and just understand that God is always there, even when it's hard. Continue to have faith. Continue to have trust. Trust in the Lord with all your might and lean out on your own understanding. These are situations we can't lean on our own understanding, right? We can't lean on what we thought was supposed to be. We have to trust that God has us where he wants us to be and he will align our steps. I know that God has an amazing family out there. I'm already with the man I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. And he has two amazing children that I continuously love on and they are so amazing. And I learned so much from them and so much from him that I'm continuously thankful that God placed us together when he did. It was crazy because I had my surgery in October and my boyfriend moved from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh in August, you know, and the alignment that he continues to do with us is amazing. So I know he has great things in store for me. But I also know what it's like for people to say, well, yes, you're going to be a great stepmom or you're a great auntie. And you still have that longing in that hole where you don't know where that comes from. Don't let it fester. Don't let the enemy pull you down and bring you into a spirit of depression because that's not allowed. Tell him to leave. Like I said before, you ain't welcome here. Greater is he that is within me than he that is of the world. Bye. See you later. Talk to him just like that because we don't respect him at all. And keep pushing in faith. And I just love you ladies. And just know that I am here to support you. If you are looking for a supportive, let's say you do have endometriosis or andiomyosis, you may think that you do. There's a great, great, great resource on Facebook. It's called Nancy's Nook. I, that group, when I tell you they have so much information, so many medical files, I actually went in that group and got confirmation because so many people recommended the surgeon that I had that I knew he was great. They have medical files. They have resources. They have recommendations. It's called Nancy's Nook. So if you need any support, I strongly advise you to go into that Facebook group find the information you need. You can reach out to me. My email and everything is all connected to this podcast and I will be there to support you. But I love you ladies. Thank you for allowing me to vent. Thank you for allowing me to share my testimony and um, happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye.